Hello and welcome to The Two Tones. It's episode four for season 2016. Tony McClure and Tony DeBolfo. How are you, Tone? Good to see you, Tony. And aren't we in salubrious surrounds us today? Well, aren't we just? We've decamped to a much bigger room here at Icon Park. One, I think, more befitting of the two tones. It's a lot more palatial. Well, it is a lot more palatial, and I'm really heartened by the fact that there's no padding on the walls. I think they would perhaps try to tell us something uh, uh, where we were previously, but isn't it lovely to be liberated in a room, you know, with all this uh, acreage here? It's uh, absolutely magnificent. Um, Now, Tone, there's been, um, well, a setback for a a budding star here at uh, the Blues. A great shame that uh, young Harry Mackay, one of our early selections in the national draft of uh, uh, most recent times, Tony, has unfortunately suffered a stress reaction in his lower back. Um, the uh, early prognostications are that it is a three-month layoff. So that's a that's a, a real blow for uh, mm. young Harry. Um, but I suspect that, um, you know, this is, um, you know, I guess... Um, an occupational hazard, you might yeah. say, young fellow that's coming into the system. Obviously, we, you know, we we're talking off air before about uh, the upheaval uh, in the football lives of these young fellows who, you know, up until most recently, were probably still playing school football. Yeah. So and it's a quantum leap to get the body right at this level, and yeah. um, I guess sometimes something has to give, doesn't it? But um, we we were mentioning earlier how you know Patrick Cripps overcame that. Mm. broken leg early in his career to mm. really uh, take all before him. And uh, and I'm sure uh, for Harry, he'll do his absolute utmost to get himself physically as uh, as good as he can, as quickly as he can. And uh, let's all hope that we see a good piece of him uh, well and truly before the season's run and won. Now, um, I want to talk about uh, something that we saw just before coming on air, which was the journey. Mm. Can we just talk about this for a moment, Tone, because it's, um, I guess it's relevant to Harry McKay and Brendan Bolton's approach to the team this year, that um, nobody owes you anything, that um, there's there's no entitlement and that you earn your spot. So you either play in the VFL or you play in the seniors team. Um, That said, there's a policy, obviously, this year to play younger players and to test them in battle, so to speak. So Harry should know, surely, that when he comes back, when he's match fit, when he's ready to go, that there is the possibility of him lining up in the... Uh, you know, in the starting lineup. So very true, Tony. You know, I think Harry and Jack Silvani and Charlie Kernow and all of those young fellows, uh, if you hear them talk, they'll, they'll you know, trot out that line that um, there's no, you know, limit on, 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 their, on expectation for them this year, mm. you know. Um, they're, uh, I guess they're, uh, you know, taking control of their own destinies here, but they do so with the imprimatur of the coach that, mm. look, you know, it's all before you, you know. Take take up the uh, the charge and and let's see here you go. So um, I think you know the the all the young players have been given that sort of message. You know mm. that um, there's a real opportunity. You know from the outset to uh, stake a claim. Um, and who knows when they'll be ready or when they're up and about playing uh, senior league football. You know, um, but. You know, there's no ceiling on it, um, mm. and they all—they're all aware of that. They're all mindful of it. But in respect of the journey, yes, we've just had a glimpse of it, haven't we? And um, mm. it's—it uh, it looks to be a, an incredibly revealing insight into the machinations of a, a senior AFL football club. And um, 
I don't know if we talk about that a little bit more a little bit later, but mm. it's certainly exciting. It's an exciting bit of footage that we've seen. It is uh, fly-on-the-wall stuff of, uh, I guess, preparation during the pre-season. Um, Brendan Bolton allowed unprecedented access to the Carlton media team. And um, just based on what we saw, it's uh, absolutely fascinating and eye-opening and well worth a look. But you're right, we will talk about it uh, in a minute. Now, that's the future tone, but the past was well and truly represented here at Icon Park recently. Can you tell us about that? You were there representing the Carlton podcast. I was indeed, Tony. It was lovely to be there and I was helping sauce with the sauce sizzle oh, on, nice. on Saturday morning. Yeah. We had the barbecue going here, Tony, on the landing at the Heatley, old Heatley stand-in of the goals. Yeah. The members and supporters will be aware of the, the spot to which I'm referring. And uh, this event actually doubled as a past players and officials reunion. And uh, I'd mentioned um, uh, during the week that at least the past eight decades of Carlton history were represented on the day by former players and officials going right back to Ken Hans's era of um, the 1940s. Get your head around that. Eight decades. It's a long, it's long better time. part of a century. And that was living history. There were people yeah. that were there that uh, you could you – could, the state were part of that earlier period um, of Carlton's history. But if you take it further and look at the descendants that were there, you had um, um, uh, one of the Heatleys uh, wow. was was in the in the house. Yeah. The grandson of Robert Heatley, uh, Foster Heatley, was uh, was uh, on the um, on the landing, being part of the festivities. We had a lady named Di Perkins there, whose grandfather. Tom Warren and Uncle Bert Warren collectively uh, served the ground as um, curators for 67 years from Day Dot of Princess Park. They were actually... Which Tom Warren, year, 1897. Wow. Tom Warren was the first um, curator here at the ground. So um, it's a long, long time. And there are days... It's days like this that make you realise how, uh, you know, the age of Carlton, and, and I've often said to people, as an historian here, you realise on days like that how much you don't know because mm. there is so much history still to be tapped, you know, and um, and the people that came along were, you know, part of Carlton's living history, and it, w- it was magnificent to see. We, we As I said, we, we mentioned Ken Hands um, of, the, of the 40s, but then you had people like Peter Webster and Serge Silvani from the 50s going right through to um, Simon Wiggins, who, who was uh, there flying the flag for 21st century Carlton. Yeah. So uh, Wigo uh, actually felt uh, pretty youthful uh, <laughs> being amongst that uh, group of, uh, of former players. And it was magnificent to see also um, former statisticians and, and video operators. You know, I, I mentioned to you there was uh, two brothers here, Paul and Joe Panisi, who for many years under Park and served as video operators. And can you imagine, imagine having to you know, uh, work highlights reels on the oh. days of the old Betamax, you yeah. know, how long it must have taken them to, you know, to cut up those uh, precious pieces of footage. And um, I think it was Paul Panese was telling me that he actually had the camera focused on Simon, on Simon Beaumont the day Bowie kicked eight in that first half against Collingwood in 99. Yeah. And uh, he tells me that they gave Bowie that, uh, video highlights package gift wrapped. So fingers crossed, if I could get in touch with Simon Beaumont, we might be able to get hold of that video and whack it up on the Carlton website. I, I reckon you would not be able to price that out of his <laughs> cold, dead hands. And that was the day Fev made his debut well, off that? the bench. And I think Fev, you know, you know, 
low attention span that he had, yeah. uh, pretty much gave up the game pretty early when Bowie was slotting him through. He thought, there's no way. No, oh, it's not I'm like he would drop his head. No. <laughs> no, no but no. Uh, look, a true uh, you know, champion that he was, he yes. uh, came back later that year and bested Bowie's effort by four, didn't he? A lazy 12, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, lazy 12. It's unbelievable, mind. isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah, well, you know, um, Bowie, uh, let's see how Bowie would go in the middle of an African jungle. <laughs> hey, come on, come on. I'd back him to the hilt, uh, you know, if he had to dive head first into a, an aquarium filled up with rats or um, <laughs> maggots or whatever they might be, Tony. Now, uh, I saw Jimmy Buckley here as well. He was, Jimmy, uh, he, was he on sausage duty or he not? He was on sausage duty, but the idea... We, we told Jimmy that the idea was that you actually turn the snacks and then put them into a piece of bread and hand them to the people that were there, not gorge them yourself. Yeah. I mean, he got half of it right. He cooked them, but uh, unfortunately the delivery left a, a little bit to be desired. But he was holding court at the uh, at the barbecue, as was Sauce. I'll give you credit for that, was turning the snacks. And so was um, Reese. Reese yes, was there. Yes, saw him. He said it was a lovely moment on the... Uh, the video on the Carlton website where he said he uh, he had his daughter there, yes, um, and showed her around the place. Now I, I kind of assumed she would have grown up here almost, no. but but no. And he he made the point that it's a great thing for players to come back because the last thing their last experience of the club is to get the boot. Yes, so often, quite often, it doesn't end on the most savoury of notes. Yeah, but you know, a lot of the players who were there were able to put that behind them and move forward. Life does go on, mm. and they took full advantage of the opportunity to come back and I was wondering between the barbecue area and the rooms, the, the dressing rooms taking the play, the past players and their children and grandchildren through mm. to be photographed the lockers and I think for me that was probably the highlight of the day to see David Glascott in front of the number 32 wow, locker or awesome. Simon Wiggins and his kids in front of number 34. Peter Webster, he played uh, either so, uh, John James and, and Dennis Zinert, who both did now, played either side of him through the 50s. He was yeah. set half back, great set half back for Carlton. He hadn't been back in 65 years uh, to the room since he, he last played. And what number was he, Tony? He wore number three. He yeah. wore Mark Murphy's number for most of his career. To see him photographed there was magnificent. There was another former player, Ron Robertson, played about 23, 24 games in the mid-50s, who said to me that he actually worked with my grandfather. So that oh. was... That was a nice thing to hear. Yeah. There were just lovely, lovely moments, you know, that, that happened through the course of the day. But the, above and beyond anything, Tony, the best thing about it all was that every one of those pl- past players officials wanted to come back. They wanted to be back and mm. they took full advantage of the opportunity. Free sausages the, will do that. <laughs> yes. And sauce brought the bacon and eggs too. And oh, I think that work. was just probably the little yeah. the little teaser that got him across the line. I so. reckon Joe was behind that. Come on, <laughs> of course. Uh, but that, but that is a, that's an important point, um, Tony. It says a lot about the spirit at Carlton at the moment. Yes, it's very much, you know, in, an inclusive place. And that's the coach to a T, you know. Um, he's involving everyone in the in the um, in the workings of the Carlton Football Club and and really making uh, the the place home again. And I think for so many members and supporters, some of who have, it's fair to say have become alienated a little mm. bit, you know, these past. 15, 20 years or so, um, uh, 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 gradually coming back to the fold and um, 
Carlton is welcoming them all, and it's magnificent to see um, the place unified again. You mm. know, because uh, you have to have unity to get anywhere in this caper. That's for sure. You really do, um, or, or to run the country. Um, season launch was held last Tuesday night at Crown Palladium. Uh, you were uh, you were on the ground there, Tone. What yes. was your what were your thoughts on that? Look, I thought it was mag- a magnificent evening, Tony. Uh, it was. Uh, I think what I gleaned from that was that the the, the audience that was in attendance was so very um, observant of everything that was being said from the president, the CEO, the coach down. Mm. Um, sometimes these nights can sort of get a little bit out of hand, uh, particularly towards the end, the the rear of the auditorium, yeah. you know, uh, and yet everyone hang off, hung off every word that was being uttered through the course of the night. Uh, the players um, all looked the part in their, you know, their, their count uniforms and um, there was tr- some tremendous highlights packages shown. We saw the, you know, the little trailer for the journey, which was, which was really well received. Mm. And the nice thing also on the night was that um, a number of staffers who had uh, given so much of their time over years to the Carlton Football Club were acknowledged with certificates, which again was a, a, perhaps a really nice touch that uh, had escaped the format in, you know, recent years previous. Mm. So I, I think what came out of that night was the sense of, of home, you know, the mm. sense of belonging that really now uh, is again prevailing. Yeah. And um, people were there because they wanted to be there and uh, they're a part of Carlton and they want to be, you know, they want to embrace and, 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 and really uh, live the experience. So I think, I think what Brendan Bolton has done is really unify the place and that's not just the playing group but Everyone who has a, who says he or she has a connection with the uh, the Carlton Football Club. Well, that brings us back to the journey because that's certainly a very strong message that you see in this particular production. It's um, going to be shown on Foxtel. Yes, Tony, it'll be a thirty minute extravaganza on Fox Footy um, uh, next Tuesday night, and there will be extras that will be featured on the Carlton website mm-hmm. also. So, for anyone uh, considers himself or herself a, a, a Carlton nut, this is a not-to-be-missed uh, documentary. I, I know I know Darcy Muller and, and Luca and Rick have been working hard over uh, behind the scenes right through the, the summer from the, well, and be, before that, from the time that Brendan Bolton came in to get, as you said before, some fascinating behind-the-scene um, moments that have that have happened along the way. And, you know, you, you think about it that, you know, Brendan Bolton admittedly has only been here a short time, but I think when you see this um, particular piece of film, you'll realise, you know, that what has, what's, has actually been happening behind the scenes and how much has been happening mm. uh, behind the scenes to get the place right, you know. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a work in progress, we know that, but so much has been achieved. Uh, in such a short period of time and I think we'll get a little glimpse into what has been achieved as we follow the journey on Tuesday night. Now we should also point out that um, if you would like to see it and you don't have uh, Fox footy, there is a screening at the Great Northern Hotel on Tuesday night? Yes, yes there is. We want to reclaim the Great Northern Tony I might say uh, because I was down there before the, uh, the recent practice match against Essendon here and was rather perturbed to see a, a photograph of Nat Fife 
on the wall. Admittedly, there was a, a number one Guernsey signed by Stephen and Sue Silvani on the wall. That was good. Yeah. And there is a Chris Judd Guernsey down there. Good. But well, how does now Fife get up there? Well, I think there's been an infiltration of um, Fremantle supporters that like to patronise the Great Northern when the Dockers are in town. Yeah. So I think we need – current supporters listening today, Tony, we need to reclaim – what's rightfully ours. This is our turf, yeah. and we need to get back to the Great Northern and and take control of the stockade yeah. because it, it doesn't belong to anyone else. I strongly urge people to get down there Tuesday night. Uh, we want a show of force, and we want a sea of blue, not a, not a sea of purple. No. We want a sea of blue down there, and, and let's reclaim the Great Northern, take back what's rightfully ours. And, uh, yeah, turn the picture of Nat Fife around so he faces the wall. I mean, great player, don't get me wrong, but he does not belong on the wall God, of the Great look, Northern. He'd look good looking dark navy though, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Yes. I mean, I think it's uh, – look, it's an act of war is what it is. So, it is. Look, the, the alternative is uh, we go to Frio and claim a pub there. <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, that's not happening. No, no. It's not happen- I think we just want to re- reclaim the Great Northerners, you know, one of the many Carlton social clubs here dotted in and around the old, the old home home dig. So um, uh, look forward to getting down there, Tone. We might even see you make a cameo there. Um, well, that's the on plan, Tuesday definitely. Night. Yes, yes. I, yes. I know, I'm going to be there and uh, watching it because the the journey looks like uh, just an absolutely fascinating bit of viewing and um, a great primer for the the home and away season too. If you want to know the mindset of the club and uh, you know the new coach. Not only the new coach, but the new coaches. Yes. Um, and just where the club is positioning itself mentally, yes. if you like. Yes. Um, wow, if, if you're a fan, you've got to see it. Yes, and all power to the boys in video too, because thinking from it from an historic perspective, can you imagine what it would have been now had we uh, done this in 65 mm. when Barras took over? Oh. You know, the footage that would have been oh. at Carlton's beck and call. Uh, you have to think along those lines. Yeah. You know, you don't necessarily think about it at the time, but as time marches on, these sorts of things become priceless. But this is this is um, fa- fascinating footage that won't disappoint any person that uh, bears an allegiance to the old Dark Navy Blues. Um, and the other remarkable thing about the journey, Tone, is that it does give you that insight into how Brenton Bolton thinks, um, how he ticks, um, how he inspires those around him. Not only those who work with him, but uh, members as well. And I, I believe there was a, an indication of that. This is an amazing gesture at the club launch um, the other night. Can you tell us about it? It's um, this. This is maybe a snapshot of what Brendan Bolton has brought to the Carlton Football Club. Good call, Tony. It was quite incredible the other night to to see Brendan Bolton get up there and basically say, "Look." Uh, I want to be, you know, part of a new coaches club, a, mm. a coterie, I guess, of sorts that's being set up at Carlton. They were very much sticking their toe in the water. Brendan himself said, look, I don't know how many people I might be able to get across the line here mm. to, to support me in this new club. Well, he, he barely uttered the words, and we had a deluge of humanity hit the uh, mm. the uh, the stage. Um, they were they were streaming up to the stage from the floor in their um, dozens. In the end, I, I understand there were seventy five people up on stage that had each pled, pl- uh, pledged eleven hundred dollars to be part of the coaches club, and it was. Uh, 
it was ex- an extraordinary response given that when Brendan Bolton first floated the idea, he rather humor- humorously mentioned that he strongly urged his wife <laughs> to join the club if if she wanted to see him again. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, it was brilliant. It was a it was a masterstroke. Yeah. And again, I, I, I guess if you're looking for something that perhaps best illustrates the impact that Brendan Bolton has had on the place in a short period of time, well, that was it. You know, mm. the people are behind him. You know, if um, it was, you know, the it was Pied Piper of Piper of Hamlin stuff. Yeah. You know, and it, it, they were they streamed streamed up to the stage. Um, uh, so I, I think yes, we what we're seeing is um, the the power that um, the new coaches has made on the place in his very short tenure here as Carlton coach. And um, you might even be able to uh, offer a Churchillian <laughs> line there somewhere, Tony. I've been most disappointed. You haven't volunteered one at this stage. Oh, jeez, a bit of pressure I'm putting there, you on Tony. the spot now. Yeah. But, no, uh, well, all I can think of is the I'm Spartacus moment in the movie where everyone stands up. <laughs> is that... I am Spartacus. <laughs> oh, I am Spartacus. It kind of got was overtones that Ken of Douglas? that. Was it Douglas? Was that his finest? Yeah. 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 Sorry um, about that. <laughs> that's <laughs> all right. Do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> Let's oh. not dwell on that. Um, well, that, that yeah, look, that's just a great, that's a terrific sign because 1100 bucks is a fair whack of it's cash, fair, if you don't mind. It's a fair bit of coin, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, and uh, but they they you know to a man woman bolted to the stage yeah and um and it was great to see and and that's that was the a uh, fair barometer of the the mood of the uh, you know the rank and file and uh, yeah. people people are up for this you know and they they want to be part of the journey and um, you know to steal a line we we're going to see you know part of that. Uh, on film Tuesday night, but mm. this is what it is. We're, and we're all living it, Tony. Yeah. We're all living it. Well, you don't have to pay 1100 bucks to come to the Great Northern, we should point out. No, uh, no. That would just be the price of a beer, if you don't mind. Yeah, the, I believe that's blue beer too down there oh, on Tuesday night, okay. so I've heard. Yeah, you'd yeah. hope so. You'd hope so. Um, now, upcoming match tone. Uh, yes. We should uh, – we need to remind people, NAB Cup Game 3 – uh, we, as my kids would say, are versing the Swans. The Sydney Swine at Teddy Head Stadium this yep. week. And uh, I understand that Patrick Cripps is, is expected to play. Right. Uh, the club has adopted a wait-and-see approach with Mark Murphy. Let's hope the captain you know, gets back sooner rather than later. We ha- need him to get a bit of game time, Tony, leading into the Richmond match, don't we? We do. And how did he look the other night? He got up and spoke? Spoke well. Yep. Spoke well. And uh, I, I guess, um, you know... On behalf of the players, he he basically, I, I guess, talked about um, uh, the the expectation. I suppose that was there mm. amongst the players. Fresh start, you know, the fresh start under Bolton. Mm. The fact that um, you know um, everyone had an opportunity to really, uh, you know, uh, make a statement. I suppose yeah. for the new coach. I, yes. I, you know, and I I think I think Murph was. Murph spoke probably as well as I've heard him speak actually mm. about the the year ahead and um well he's been in the at the club what eleven years now mm. and it's marching on, you know, twenty eight, twenty nine years of age. Uh it's hard to believe that the years have flown by so quickly for Mark Murphy. Um but Fingers crossed, the best years are ahead for him too. You and really we, do hope we need that, him, that he, we need yeah, him up gets and some running. protection in the midfield, and it's just um, can just turn on those displays that we know he's yes. capable of, and are just absolutely thrilling. Yes, to watch. very, very true. Um, I note that um, 
young Yakov Vietling is uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> likely to uh, start again. And That's I great. Mean, it's just great. I, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I still think back to that Essendon game, you know, and what a privilege it was to be there just to see him play for the first time. Um, that you know, was, a, that was, that was a, a moment of being down at the Heatley end and watching yeah. him just with that composure, that cool head. Yeah, yeah. Magnificent. And you know what? Thinking about it now, like, you know, OK was a practice match, but, you know, to see him, you know, strutting his stuff at Princess Park yeah. on a day like that, I, I think, you know, time to come, it will be, a, you know, I was there the day moment. You remember yeah. the first time you saw that, that number one draft selection, you know, uh, show his wares. And it was just, a, it was a privilege to be there to see him return a performance like that. And the players uh, came off a, what was a rather scrappy, scratchy uh, intra-club game last Saturday morning. Okay. Um, so they were out in the track for a fair while, actually. So um, that has probably given them mm. all a fairly decent hit out leading into the uh, into the match. Fantastic. Well, it is at uh, five fifty p.m. at Etihad Stadium, Friday the eleventh of March. Uh, get on down there. It'd be uh, great to see Cripper on the paddock again. And as, as you say, um, Jakob, see him running around mm. and. It just made me think. I mean, obviously, I don't want to put the moz on him, and and but you did. You have mentioned that. Uh, let's say uh, you could easily argue that uh, Mark Murphy is in his autumn years. Yes, the club being yes. the age years, and you, look, there is a case to be made that there's a potential embarrassment of riches when it comes to choosing the next captain at the club. Yes, well, look, that's uh, that's obviously a decision for for another day, isn't it? And we hope perhaps later rather than sooner. But, yes, I, I suspect, uh, you know, under the new Bolton regime, you're going to see uh, a lot of young players, you know, not necessarily just young players, older players too, to really develop not only as players but mm. as, as as potential leaders of yeah. the club. So uh, I think in an ideal world you'd have, uh, it ter- sounds terribly cliche, but you'd have all leaders, um, you know, uh, setting the tone out there mm. um, but yeah there, there's obviously a, a, an opportunity for all players to shine you know uh, under the realm of their new coach and yeah. um, let's see where it takes us well uh, look any game against Sydney is always interesting um, look even the last couple of years there's been some ripper contests you remember the final up in Sydney where uh, we had to what come from the other side of Sydney that's yes. where the change rooms were if yes. you remember that getting yes. on the rainy night yes could have won that game yes yes um, but let's not dwell on that no um, look they're always they're always great contests and uh, well worth getting on down and seeing the continuing progression of Carlton under Brendan Bolton and uh, the new coaching staff well said Tony and the opportunity to see those young young players uh, on show uh, that, that is, after all is the future of the Carlton Football Club and we will uh, conduct our usual dissection section of that game next week on the two tones. Methodically and forensically Tony, we will we will analyse it and take it apart. Well yeah hopefully uh, we won't have to treat it like a crime scene Tone. <laughs> um, this has been the Two Tones episode number four Tony DeBolfo, Tony Moclair saying goodbye, go Blues and see you with Great Northern next Tuesday.